0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We have a great show in store for you today. So, whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Mo, how's it going today? Hey, what's going
1: on, Amber? Doing well. Have my coffee. Let's talk about leadership.
0: Okay. Well, Mo, we're talking a lot on our podcast about swimming because you are a swim coach and my daughter actually took up swimming a couple years ago and she's really been loving it. But I, I noticed something about her when she decided to join this sport. She really kind of changed the way she did things. I mean, she had never you know, she swam, obviously, during summer, but she had never swam competitively and didn't really know really much about it or what it would require of her. But as soon as she got in, she, she was committed. She's a committed kind of girl. But she started thinking about things like her sleep and eating. And, you know, now that she does it with school, it's like she sets her bedtime way earlier than anybody else in the house. And she just wants to be rested for practice. And she just is always thinking about her schedule and what she needs to do so that she can show up to practice and be fully there and fully in. And that's been really kind of fun as a parent to watch her kind of implement her own discipline and, and watching her be so committed to her team and her own development. And the other day I picked her up from practice and she was super excited. You no, know, usually she's super exhausted, but today, this, this particular day, she was super excited and I'm like, how'd it go? And she's like, actually really good because we were doing this like particular swim set and, you know, she tries to tell me the lingo, but like, I don't get it. But we we're doing this particular swim set and we we're getting ready and she's like, like I, I usually never complete the swim set, and this day my, my coach was like, "Okay, today's the day. Today's the day you're gonna do it. You're gonna complete it in the time frame, or whatever." And she's like, "Okay," and she goes, "And I totally did." And I'm like, "Wow, that's that's really cool." And then it was so funny because last night I actually overheard her with some of her friends talking about how she doesn't know what happened, but after she did it that day, she's done it the next three days in a row. Like. It's just happening now. And I thought that's really interesting. Like she didn't set out to like, I'm going to join swim to be able to accomplish this particular thing, but She made adjustments in her life and has been putting in the effort day in, day out and doing the little things. And now that has produced some pretty cool results. And so, Mo, we've titled today's episode, It's the Little Things. And wouldn't you say, I mean, obviously, you know way more about swimming than me, but wouldn't you say it's the little things that contributed to her success?
1: Oh, for sure. And before I get to the first point, let let me just say, so... That that's a big deal, and I think you know for swimmers they they don't really understand that. In fact, w- what I always tell my student athletes is I'll tell them, look, it, it takes me, it takes me three days to get you back to where you were. So like for every day you're out of the water, so we give our kids you know off Sundays, which I don't think we should as coaches, right? I think you got to swim every day. But let's just say you swim you know Monday through Saturday, and then you're off on Sunday. It takes me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to get you back to where you were on Saturday, and so that's why it's important to be committed to the process and committed to the things that you need to do. And you have to focus on the little things. Now her coach, um, actually makes my first point here. And the first point is, you know, we need to break down vision. That's what leaders do. We break down the vision. And so what he did is he said, today's the day, right? <laughs> We're going to do this. And so he'd been probably thinking about that. I need to get these kids to be able to do this test set is what we call it. We call it a test set. And once they can do it, it's kind of like when Pre Fontaine uh, uh, ran the four minute, uh, broke the four minute mile. All of a sudden, it was like, "Holy cow!" Now I can do it every day, and that's now where where Kayla is. That's where that's where your daughter is. She has now broken broken that that barrier, and now she's never going to look back. Which is an awesome place to be, and that's why it's so important to break down the vision. So let me start out by saying this: You, you probably. Think, right, leaders, that you're the most communicative person in the world and there's no way that your team has any kind of ambiguity uh, and they know exactly what you expect from them. But chances are <laughs> you're probably a lot further than that uh, than, than you think that you are. In reality, I think most of us need to have a lot of conversations with ourselves um, in, in our own heads so that we can now move that to our teams. The problem is we have these conversations in our heads and we think we're communicating but it's staying right there. <laughs> and it it frustrates our team. It gets frustrating. And so everything comes back to communication. You got to continue to break down that vision for your people. Just like the swim coach uh, did. He said, let's let's think about this thing in, in increments, right? And so leaders, you have to be good communicators. There's no two ways about it. If you want to be an effective leader, you have to work on your communication skills all the time on a daily basis, right? And so that means listening to audios, reading books, figuring out how to work within your Your own learning style and, and the learning styles, not just of you, but of your people as well.
0: Well, that, that seems a little bit backwards to, if I want to get better at giving out information, then I need to take more information. I need to listen more.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all about listening and, and hearing what your people are saying and even more so what they're not saying. Right. So what is it that you need to get across to your team? What's the vision that you're trying to convey? If I were to come up to to the people in your company and say, what's the vision of this company and how do you fit into it? What would they say? (laughs) You see that that's a two-part question, right? And of course the vision of the company is important because that's what, that's where you need to start from. And it's the premise from which the company says, these are the people that we need to get on the bus. And then the second part is even more important because the second part has to do with breaking down the vision and helping people understand how the little things that they do on a daily basis contribute to the bigger overall vision of the company. So if you just let your people come to work and don't give them any purpose for what they're doing, right? Well, then why would they think they need to move forward in anything they do? They're just going to think, well, I'm just going to come here and get a paycheck. And that's why we always say, in in the words of the great Benjamin Disraeli, he said, leaders are dealers in hope. Are you giving your people a broken down Understanding of your vision so that they can do the little things, the bite sized ways, so that they're effective on a daily basis, right? If you don't break down that vision, it'll lead to frustration from your people and they're going to eventually jump ship or they're going to get into a mode of complacency or even worse. And the worst thing that can happen is they're going to start pushing back and trying to do things their own way. So breaking down the vision gives people clarity and it gives them clarity in the here and now because remember, the vision. Is a lot of times, you know, it's 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 about the unattainable, the unreachable. It, it's it's setting things out in the future. But when we break it down into that bite-sized understanding, it gives moments of clarity, and it it, it it gives people a reason to follow you, really. So your homework for today on this point is to ask yourself: Do the people who are on my team understand the vision, the company vision, the team vision, um, your vision? Uh, and, and have I broken it down as a leader in such a way where they can do the little things on a daily basis and know that those little things affect the overall bigger picture.
0: Well, you use the phrase on a daily basis, like three times already. <laughs> and, and I know it's, I know it is kind of one yeah. of your signature phrases, but why, why is that? And why is it so important to work on your communication on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You're right. I, I do use that phrase a lot on a daily basis because isn't that what, what the little things is all about, right? You have to do things on a daily basis. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to do this and the next month I'll do it again. No, if you want to get better, you need to do things all the time. So are you helping your people do those things daily? Are you helping them um, get get these things in their head and saying, I need to be committed to this vision. I need to be committed to to this broken down understanding of the vision, because if you're not doing it all the time, daily, hourly, by minute, if you don't have these things in in your head, leaders, then your people, you can your your people are not going to think about things as much as you do. You're the leader. You're the one who has to get things done, right? So you have to help them enter into that process and do things consistently. So I, I guess the the word, I mean, really the the word that that I'm always. Um, try, trying to center on is, is consistency. Are you consistent in the way that you're breaking down that vision and helping them to do the little things?
0: Yeah. And if you get comfortable skipping one day, then there comes two <laughs> and three and it's a pretty slippery slope. That's right. So, so to focus on the little things, we need to first break down the vision. What's the second thing we need to focus on?
1: The second point for today is this leaders. You have to lay out the puzzle. On one of my uh, on a recent deployment that I had with the army, I was able to spend a lot of time with soldiers on a daily basis, right? <laughs> and I mean, uh, as the chaplain, that that's pretty much my job is to hang out with soldiers, and it's like the best part of my day is to see the soldiers and even visit them in their workspaces. And I try not to get in the way, but you know, just kind of have some fun and and and, and bring some. Uh, some some joy, you know, just hanging out with them, stuff like that. Well, there's one section in particular that was really fun to visit because they always had something going on, and the days are long in the Army. There, there's a lot of stuff, and these soldiers put in a lot of time to get things right. And so at one point, they were doing this this really big puzzle. I mean, this thing was huge on, on, on an entire table, and it was laid out in the middle of the office uh, that they occupied. And little by little, day by day, it over a over a matter of weeks i watched this puzzle and i helped a little bit but i'm not really good at puzzles <laughs> but it was fun to see the progression of that puzzle puzzle and, and of course as all of us um, have probably worked on a puzzle sometime in our lives right um, it's kind of an understanding of 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 okay well how do you how do you construct a puzzle right you lay out the pieces all of them and you start from there you start with the outer edges and you work your way in right and there's strategies and then, of course, there's some random pieces that you that hopefully come together and, and they kind of come together on their own every now and again. And you have some lucky, some, some lucky uh, uh, pieces that you, oh, well, this fits together, right? But my guess is that, you know, and, and to this point is that at the beginning, you have to lay out the whole puzzle. You can't just take a couple pieces out of the box at a time of these thousand pieces or whatever it is. That wouldn't make any sense, right? You have to lay the whole thing out, spread it out on the table and start to work on it little by little. And does, doesn't it seem impossible sometimes in just like, man, we're never going to get this done, especially if you have one of those difficult ones, right. Where everything looks the same. Like for instance, there's, there's, you know, puzzles that have like sky and it's just like a bunch of blue. And you're like, seriously, like really, can can I do this?
0: We have a puzzle of the Vegas skyline and (laughs) I don't know how many times we've done it. It never gets any easier.
1: See, those are the ones I'm talking about. Right. And they're difficult. And you're just like, why do I keep putting myself through this torture? Right. But the only way to put a puzzle together is one piece at a time. It's like the old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Because it's always about the little things. When you lay out the puzzle for your people, it gives them something to look forward to. They don't necessarily know where everything fits together all the time, but they're going to figure it out. But you need to help them with it. You have to lay it out in front of them. Remember, there's a lot of times in your business, wherever you're at, where the uncertainty meter is high. We talk about that a lot. And when the uncertainty meter is high, you have to be able to um, put, put the puzzle together. But at, at some point you have to figure out how can I help help them to focus on the little things instead of just saying, oh man, this, this is going to be crazy and I don't know if I can do this.
0: Well, Mo, I, I think to kind of, you know, stretch this puzzle analogy out a little further. I think sometimes (laughs) as leaders, we're holding the lid to the box, you know, the one that has the picture on it. And Mm -hmm. we've got this vision and then we're holding the other part of the box. that has got all the pieces of the puzzle. And we're assuming that all the pieces are in there. At least we hope, we're hoping they are because there's nothing worse than getting to the end and there's a piece missing. But I, I think some of the hesitation for leaders to lay out all the pieces is that, well, I know I've got a lot of pieces, but I don't know if I have every single piece. And so I think maybe sometimes then we get hesitant to share all the pieces that we do have because we just don't have the whole thing. We know what we want it to look like, but we don't know, we haven't figured out every single piece yet. Like, would you say that that factors into some of the hesitation of, of communication?
1: It definitely is. And I'll tell you this much, leaders. You have to do the very best with what you have, and you might be missing a piece. A piece might be a person that you need on your team, but you're not going to know that until you put all the pieces that you have together together, right? And then you can be like, well, we're missing this. What is it? Once you start putting that out, because as a leader, you just, I mean, just because you're the leader doesn't mean you know everything. In fact, it's usually saying like, I'm going to kind of lead us into stuff that we don't know. And then once you start putting all those pieces together, you're gonna see, man, we're getting close to the end here. And I I don't think we're I think we're missing a piece we we say, I think I'm missing a piece to the puzzle. And whatever that is for you leaders, you're not gonna figure out that you're missing something. You you can't you can't figure out if you're doing a thousand piece puzzle, right? You can't figure that you're missing something until you're towards the very end. Right? If you have if you have three spaces left that you gotta fill in, but you only have two pieces, well then you're missing a piece. And you're right, that's the worst thing on an actual puzzle. So when we in the puzzles of life. The more we put them together, the closer we get to having all the pieces. And sometimes you have to go out and get those final pieces. So my question is this. In your own little piece of the world, right, (laughs) at your job or your office or wherever you are, do you continually lay out the pieces of the puzzle that you have um, for your people to work on them and get stuff done? Because you you have to do all these things together. You can't just lay out the puzzle and say, all right, go get it. You have to jump in there with your people, help them construct things, and sometimes you got to take things apart, right? You know, like sometimes we, we try to fit a piece of, of an actual puzzle together and we're jamming it together. And we're like, okay, that one's not going to fit. Right. Well, there's a lot of those things. And, and those are the teaching points and the learning points, but your people are counting on you to lay out the puzzle and to help them start to construct the important parts so that they can be better for themselves and for the company and for their team.
0: So number one, we need to break down the vision. Number two, we need to lay out the puzzle what is the third point we need to focus on for the little things?
1: The third and final point for today is this. Leaders, you need to empower your people. And we talk about, you know, all this in in because it goes it goes together. In fact, um, in that second point, if if you empower your people in putting that that puzzle together, right, and you're helping them along the way, you know, but you can't forget that your people, they're competent, they're able to do their jobs. In which case, don't micromanage. Sometimes we, we we think that we have the best way and I've got to get this done. Do not micromanage. This is the worst thing you can do. Focusing on the little things does not give you, <laughs> it doesn't give you the license to micromanage your people and watch everything that they do and critique everything that they do right in the moment. I would advise against that strongly. Um, Kevin never micromanaged me. And all the, all the people that I've worked for in, in, in the past, I love people who just say, Mo, just go get it done and let me know what, what you need. And one of the best ways that, that Kevin would teach me way back in the day when when I was young and just starting out on leadership on, on the journey was he let me fail at stuff all the time. I mean, I failed miserably. Right. And in every aspect, every aspect of leadership, multiple times, I jacked it up. Right. (laughs) And I I lived, I I lived, you know, the, the, the betterment of, of those beginning of those beginning years. Just in frustration, I felt like I everything I did was wrong. I felt like I was going backwards. But at the end of all those failures, Kevin would always sit me down and he would take me through the process that I followed. And he would ask me where I failed and why. And then he would ask me what I was going to go, do differently in the future. And he never told me that I couldn't do it or that I was going to be a failure. In fact, it was really the opposite. He told me the more that I failed, the better I was going to get. And then I, when I would get frustrated and I'd tell him that, you know, if you just told me how to do it, Then these things, you know, we wouldn't have to go through all this pettiness. And then you just laugh at me. And he would tell me that, you know, uh, if if you didn't empower me to fail, then I would never get better. And I was like, come on, dude.
0: It's so annoying. And I, I, I know that because I hate it when you do that to me. But, you know, because I, I know, you know, when you used to observe and watch some things and I think I know most thinking something about this. And so I'd go, OK, well, what do you think about how I did? And you'd say the most annoying thing. Well, how do you feel like you did? And I, was like, oh. yeah. but I that what happened is that I eventually started to learn and I would have the Mo conversation in my head before and after something before (laughs) I'd even talk to you. And what I realized is that I actually started to become less afraid at failing at some things, even if I was going into it knowing I'm probably gonna mess this up. I, I now kind of understood we're gonna evaluate it. We're gonna learn from it. I can fix it and I can work on it and get better next time. And so I would say that maybe takes a little bit of the annoying factor out of that conversation. (laughs) I love that. The,
1: the, the annoying factor, the annoyance factor, right? So, well, I mean, as you know, failure is where it's all about leaders. I mean, if you are not, if you're not comfortable with failure, get very comfortable with failure or else just get out of leadership. Because um, I think of Michael Jordan and, and he's my favorite basketball player of all time. And he once said the following quote, he said, you know, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times I've tried to take take the game-winning shot and I've missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life and that's why I succeed. And so leaders, get out there, do the little things, screw it up and just kind of work through that. Within that, empower your people. (laughs) Don't get in their way, right? Don't just say that you're going to empower people. You have to actually do it, allow your people to, to get out there and, and do things the way that they think um, they should be done and let them fail a little bit, right? Just like Michael Jordan did, because the more that that your people fail in in uh, in your company, it's going to open up for great conversations, teaching moments. Um, it's going to cause you to, to have more wins and losses yourself and, and as a leader, and it's going to move the whole team forward. So this is going to help your company. It's ultimately going to help them in long-term success as a person. And it's really going to solidify your ability to lead people.
0: Okay, so number one is break down the vision. Number two is lay out the puzzle. And number three is empower your people. So before we go today, Mo, what are your final thoughts for our listeners today?
1: Yeah, just remember this, that the little things always lead to the big things, always. And you're not going to get the big things unless you deal with the little things. And it's, it's never the other way around. We always want to get through the menial tasks and just think, ah, these things aren't important. And I want to do big things in life. But when we focus on the little things, the big things happen. Remember the shortcut to the process is the process, the most important part of the process is focusing on the little things. That's what matters.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you everybody for joining us once again, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.